This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Welcome to the Basement Bookers Podcast. <laughs> I bet you were wondering right now, as of this moment, what is going on? Richter Riz said that he messed up. Richter Riz said that there would not be a Basement Bookers Podcast this weekend. But you will soon find that Richter Riz is wrong about a great... And many things. When I humiliate him at SummerSlam next Saturday. But before we get into that, I would like to take time to acknowledge the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. For allowing me this platform that I created with Rich Deriz to... uh, do whatever this is. And to acknowledge the basement book of verse. You guys, you keep it going. And I couldn't just not have a podcast out this week. Basement chair is a champion of the people. And you are my people. And therefore, I will always be your basement champion. No matter what Rich Deriz says. Though technically he may be the basement champion. Though his his championship is the active championship. But mine is no more than a mere paperweight. But enough about that. This isn't about SummerSlam. This isn't about me trying to get back at Rich Riz. This is about me and you. This is about us. Then, now, and forever. Now more seriously... The, the biggest news, the biggest elephant in the room uh, yesterday, conveniently before SmackDown, uh, a few hours before SmackDown, Vincent Kenny McMahon, via Twitter, has retired. Basically, at 77, it's time for me to retire. Uh, also, not written in this tweet. Stuff's about to get real. It's about to get real, 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 real. Because, listen, this is Miss McMahon. This doesn't happen like this for no reason. I don't see why... I don't know. Maybe Vince wouldn't make like a huge deal about him retiring. But, like, that's a very... That is... I thought... I thought that I would be dead and in the ground... Before Vince even thought about retiring or there being a WWE without him. And I think, uh, look, let me just set the record. Let me just state for the record. I think Stephanie McMahon did this shit. I got no evidence. uh, So I'm just joking. This is a joke. Ha 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 ha. But she did this shit. Um, A couple episodes back, I, I, I had a theory. And look. Look, I'm not an expert on reading people, uh, but it's there's something's going on here. Stephanie McMahon did this shit. Uh, I don't have any evidence. Like I said, I don't know anything, but she opened up Friday Night SmackDown. She was gloating. I know what gloating looks like when you're trying to be like a sincere person, but she can't help herself. Uh, the, the, what you've seen on TV is just, right now, what, what she did on Friday, that was the mask. Uh, who she really is, is that evil, evil lady that did all those horrible things to poor Brie Bella. 
I remember. I remember, Stephanie. I remember you, you just love slapping people. And somebody who loves slapping people, they're up to something. They're up to something. Unless they're a clown and that's their job. It's like slapstick or whatever. But she's not a clown. Um, so I, I would never say that because then she'll come after me next. Um, but yeah, all, all of our lives, uh, for, I, I, I speak for Rich Torres cause he's not here to defend himself and he's also not here to counter anything I say. And this is a good thing. This is a good thing for me. You'll find, um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I really, I, I, I really do feel that in my heart. Um, and how I feel, like, when I got the news, when I saw it, I was like, what? I was like, I had to double check, because, like, what, is this, like, a Vince McMahon parody account? No, it's got the blue check. I'm like, wait a second. All right, well, let's go, let's go, let's go, uh, check the, the oh, okay, it's legit. Wow. And now, you know. All the uh, hack wrestling journalists, the Dave Meltzers of the world, are going to get their little time to shine. You know, here we go again. Once again, Vince McMahon is making money for everybody. Um, they, they won't acknowledge that. They know, they won't acknowledge it. That there's like a whole industry. Like there's people who like make living. Make living off of just talking about what Vince McMahon has created and what he's influenced, uh, the AEWs of the world, okay? Uh, you can't deny uh, the impact that Vince McMahon has had on the sports entertainment world, okay? He made that shit. He made that shit. That, that, like, that sports entertainment is his. That, those are his. That's his thing. Um. And look, you, you can go ahead and say, oh, whatever, sports entertainers, this, they're not. No, listen, man, it's about making money, and they do that. So, um, you know, I, I like I said, I've said before many times, maybe this is your first rodeo with the Basement Bookers podcast. It's going to be kind of weird for you, um, you know, because right now it's just me. Because, um, like I said, Rich, you know, he had something more important to do, uh, you know. More important than the basement book of us, obviously, which is why he isn't here. Um, he can't say anything to the contrary because uh, he can't defend himself. So I'm just going to say what I want to say. Um, but, yeah, no, we love him. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that happen where, you know, you don't remember dates. Uh, you know, his, his hard drive is full. And um, there's really not a lot to do right now about that. You know, he, he's, got a, he's got a repartition or whatever. Um, so he, there's that, um, but, uh, regardless, innocent till proven guilty it was my point. Um, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's his, you know, he was using like business money or his money and people are like, oh man, you know, oh, Bray Wyatt's not working here because Vince, you know, he had to pay such and such. You don't know how the money works there. You don't know if it's out his pocket. You don't think he got money in his pocket he can use? Like, I don't know. Like, we don't know. We need more information here. We can at least give him the, be you know, you get innocent till proven guilty. Like, what, what, what? you don't even have the facts. You're just talking out your ass. At least I'm man enough to admit it. Um, But, you know, it was really hard to make this decision. Uh, to do a Basement Booker's podcast without Rich DeRiz. And um, so I decided uh, that uh, for the best, for the good of the podcast, I'm willing to overcome uh, my insecurities of, like, you know, interacting with new people. And, uh, you know, I, I got us, I got us someone to do this podcast with me uh, that, you know, I trust, you know, when I trust, like, there's no other dude that I trust more than this guy. Um, you know, I've known him my whole life. Um, you know, we're very close. You know, uh, some might say we have the same mother. Um, you know, and, you know, he's, he, he's you know, 
uh, he's got controversial opinions, and uh, they might not be for might not be the norm. He might say some things that are like you know a little crazy, but he, he his heart is in the right place. Um, so listen, guys, uh, please welcome uh, the uh, special special guest host of the Basement Pokers podcast. The only person, like I said, the only person that I I I you know I really trust you know slightly more than Rich there is not by that much not by that much if you're listening buddy um please welcome to the podcast Jer oh my god dude this is this is crazy like I can't believe that you're letting me be on the podcast look I can't believe it either I can't believe uh like just sitting here with you here it's like how did we not do this sooner? You know, like why, why, you know, why, this just seems right, you know? Yeah, I, I know, but like you and Rich, you know, you have this really good dynamic. Um, and um, I'm just, you know, look, I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to be in his spot. You know, it's a very prestigious spot. You know, he's been basement champion. You know, I've never been basement champion. Uh, I've never even competed, you know, honestly, I don't know how you do this. I'm nervous right now. Like, there's probably so many people listening right now. Like, how do you even, how do you do this knowing that, well, um, I, I try not to think about it because then it, I don't want it to change, like, how I do, like, the process, you know, because, like, this is supposed to be a hangout, you know, it's just friends, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. All right, so, you know, let's, uh, I guess uh, I'll just, you know, you do your thing. And uh, I'll just, you know, whatever, whenever. You know, I'll just throw in a thing when I can. All right, don't be shy, though. But I, 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 I'm I going to rant a little bit, but I'm going to need you to let me go. And then if you have any questions, just after, okay? Can you think you could do that? Yeah, I'll try. Like, Rich Riz loves to interrupt people. And I don't want to be like that. I want to be like a different you know, I may not be as smart and good at doing notes and stuff and getting the news like he does, which is weird because this podcast, this episode's got, you're not going to have any news because I haven't heard any Rich to Riz type news. No, I'm not, I'm not going to do any Rich to Riz type news because that's a Rich to Riz thing. Um, you know, we did come up with the fake news about real sports entertainment together, um, but that's his baby, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do his thing, because I can only do my thing. Oh, I get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. So yeah, Vince, man, that sucks. Like he's been there forever. Yeah, man. I mean, like I was saying, like Vince, you know, I wouldn't be friends with like, I, you know, me and Rich. We got we you know we got like our friendship was stronger because of wrestling. You know what I mean? And, you know, and it's that one, like, we, it wasn't no, you know, come over to, for some Nitro shit, but like, you know, they were on their way out already anyway, so it was, well, you know, we do WWE, WWF, you know, and that, you know, I thank Vince for that. Oh, no, that's cool, man. It's just crazy, like, when that whole, like, you know, all that Me Too stuff and it got into wrestling, like you were saying, because uh, I heard a few episodes where you would say, like, you know, you're shocked at anything, nothing's really come out about him. And now, now here we go. Here we go. There's no surprise here to you. Yeah, but you know what? Like, you know, conspiracy theorists, you know, you don't want them to be right. Hell, I don't think they want to be right. Like, there's a lot of things I want to be wrong about. Like, I don't like, I don't like to think that there's, you know, bad people making decisions uh, for the rest of the world, you know, based on nefarious ends. You know, um, yeah. Uh, you think maybe we could not do that because I tend to, like, uh, you know, it gets dark when you get like political. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, all right, all right. We'll we'll stick to wrestling politics, okay? All right. Uh, so yeah, back to back to Vince. Um, really, like, I don't want to like say too much about it because I do want to talk to Rich about it. Um, he's kind of lucky because like he gets to think about it for a little while. Like I had to do this like you know, now, 
Uh, Death Before Dishonors in a couple of hours. I want to have a podcast ready for you guys, so at least you have something. Um, but it's not going to lack. It, it, it definitely uh, will not lack. So, did you watch Raw on Monday? Yeah, I watched Raw. It was it was alright. Um, I'm kind of hoping that at least for now we're done with Bianca Belair wrestling with uh, Carmella. It's kind of we're done here, you know. Yeah, I I thought that Becky was gonna like you know interfere somehow and like Carmella would get some kind of weird win, and it's gonna have to be like a triple threat match or whatever. Excuse me, but uh, that didn't happen. So it's gonna be Bianca. Belair versus Becky too at SummerSlam. Like, you know, because they've wrestled at SummerSlam before, obviously. You know, obviously this isn't their second match. Uh, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wrestle, you know, plenty of matches, but like, you know, they're the top two stars. Um, I'm wondering if Rhea Ripley being out with uh, what happened to her, if that has anything to do with uh, why, why they're going this way, if, or if this was always going to be the plan, or maybe they were going to do a triple threat match with Rhea Ripley in there instead, but we're not going to know. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't really have anything much else to say about that. So we'll go into uh, Damian Priest and the Finn Balor with Finn Balor in his corner, and he yeah. So Damian Priest wrestled Rey Mysterio on Monday Night Raw, and he beat him. He, he won the match. Um, let's keep in mind that next week is the 20th anniversary or something for Rey Mysterio and WWE or whatever. It's at the Garden. Um, Edge is definitely coming back. Edge is coming back. Edge, you know, he's got he's the mystery vignettes. Like, they all relate to him. It's all these, like, you know, yeah, yeah, John Cena. Um, you know, he's got the, uh, you know, the, the Mankind, the, the Shirts on Fire. Uh, you know, or whatever. Um, and and even the it, like it showed him basically. Yeah, I was gonna say that like the all that stuff there, but um, it's okay. Um, so, oh, did I interrupt you? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but you know, it's it's fine, it's fine. So, you anything on the Damien Priest Mysterio thing is like no, you know. Uh, Judgment Day. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the Judgment Day. If I, you know, if we want to be correct here. Uh, yeah, I don't. They should just do, just throw it away. Like they should, it should have off the edge with them or whatever. But, um, all right. Uh, not much else. Raw was all right. It was, you know, it was basic Raw stuff. Um, you know, Rollins beat Ezekiel. You know, uh, Dawkins beat Omos by DQ, and it's really not like AJ beat Theory by countout. You know, oh, Alexa Bliss came to became the twenty four seven i ninety five seven eleven champion. She um she was involved in a uh, pen exchange. It went from the, I think Tazawa stuck up on Dana. And then Tozawa got beat by Nikki A.S.H. And then Tozawa got... No, no. It was... No, Alexa beat Nikki A.S.H. That's interesting because, you know, they used to be partners. But then Dewdrop beat Alexa. Then Tamina beat Dewdrop. And I then Tamina, Tamina got... This 24-7 shit's ridiculous. But basically, it went back to Data Brooke. Like it went the whole the whole nine. Um, it got passed around. You feel me? You know, uh, no Johnny Ace involved uh, in that. Hey oh, um, all right. Well, like I said, it wasn't really anything to write home about. It was like a mid-level Monday Night Raw. Um, I I I liked Becky's promo. Um, I thought it was cool. Um, you know. So, you want to do NXT or... Yeah, let's just do the... Let's get the NXT and then jump to SmackDown, right? 
No, yeah, that's a good idea because then we could do the AEWs and then do... We'll talk about the Ring of Honor thing. It's, you know... And we'll just do picks or whatever. What Do you, 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 do you want to do that? Because it's not for a title or anything, but you could participate. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. All right, cool. All right, so NXT... Uh, the only thing that I wanted to really talk about because like yeah Zoe Stark is back and she's the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship but Axiom is like it's just some dude in a mask you know I'm not really interested in those kind of characters anymore um but I will say that Roderick Strong Damon Kemp thing that was odd I think Roderick Strong paid uh, D'Angelo's guys to beat up Diamond Mind um, because he wants to teach those guys a lesson. He's he's definitely he's he's involved in this somehow. It's too obvious. You know, I was thinking that too. That actually makes a lot of sense because you know they've been on thin ice or whatever, and you know maybe they're feeling themselves a little too much. And I think the big reveal's coming. Maybe next week. Maybe the week after that. But honestly, uh, the sooner the better. So, they had another QR code. I didn't scan it because it's like, it's hard to care, really, about like, so they took the grizzled young veterans, and they're the guys underneath the red, uh, you know, like the druid-type outfits. Um, Like, they shave their faces, so they look even creepier. It's weird, right? Like, Back in the day, it would be like, oh, uh, you got, if you had like, a, like in the Star Trek, you had a goatee, you're, you're in the, you're in the, you're, you're from the bad guy universe of the mirror uh, or whatever. And it's like, you put a beard on, you're the bad guy or whatever. But here it's like, these guys lose their beards and they look like the creepiest, like ex altar boys in the world. Um, you know. Uh, not to be confused with, a, with someone we'll discuss on AEW that I would describe as uh, a child's face on a grown man's body. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that. I think he's the fella who uh, he challenged uh, Ricky Starks, absolute Ricky Starks, uh, for the FTW championship. The longest running AEW, the longest running Reigning, running, reigning, the FTW champion. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, I mean, no one's really held it longer than Taz, than this guy, I guess. So, it only makes sense. Thanks, yeah, you're right about that, you're right. That's why you're here, that's why I welcome you here, because we're we're of the same mind most times. Um, So... Was there anything else on NXT besides the creepy-looking weirdos? Nah. Um, I mean, Ivy Nile, she was, you know, she she got to wrestle and stuff, you know? What'd you think of uh, uh, Nikita Lyons' outfit? That's cool. It's patriotic, I guess. Red, white, and blue. That's good. Um... I thought I was all right, though. I think the right person won in that battle royal, though. So, um, good for them. Really, how else do you end that? I don't know. I don't know. We could just like do like a, a we'll just jump straight in. All right, then that means we go straight into AEW. Um, what anything memorable? Uh, I mean, Brody King beat Darby Allen. That was cool. But then, you know, the shenanigans came. You know, Sting's got to come down. And then somehow Sting, who's like 100, can hold his own against Brody King. But, like, you could make the argument Brody King just wrestled the match against Darby Allen. Who, compared to Brody King, Darby Allen is a little boy. So, like, I don't see the big deal there. You know? Um, like, he... 
he destroyed Darby Allen, Brody King did. Like, and I wasn't huge into Brody King, but I think he's he's he looks tough. He looks like he could just like really hurt somebody. But he's probably a really nice guy, and I can't have that in my heels. I can't have that. Yeah, you're really big on heels being jerks. Yeah, dude. Like Ricky Starks beat Cole Carter. By the way, that's the guy. Cole Carter. Next time you see him, look at him. Look at Cole Carter and be like, that's a grown man with a little boy face. What's going on there? Um, good for him. No, I agree. He definitely does. He definitely does look like a child on a man's, you know, like a child, child faced man. Um, uh, Blackpool Combat Club, you know, great. Uh, uh, respectively, Wheeler, Boxley, you know, for some reason, people think Boxley's like the greatest wrestler in the world or whatever. Um, I don't think he's the greatest wrestler in the world. I think Daniel Bryan is up there for that. Um, I think Moxley is definitely really cool. He's a talent. Uh, you know, let don't let that not, you know, I would never say he wasn't because he is. He's the, he's a legit tough guy. Um, you know, we all have our demons, uh, but he took care. He took care of business. Um, good for him. Yeah, you really don't like him, but I think he's great. I think. Uh, I think it's not just about wrestling ability. I think it's about likability. I think he's a likable guy, and you know, like I myself have dealt with addiction before. You know that, and uh, I think you know that's that's memorable. One step at a time, buddy. Yeah, man. But like you know, he still he fills his. He, he's got, like, a different addiction. It's the blood and pain. Isn't there a thing about, like, filling something with something that's not as good? I don't know, man. I'm not in the program, but I, I, I it helps people. Yeah, you're right. It does help people. That's like a Taz thing or something. Like, I don't know where to go from here. You know, like, just, all right, whatever. Back. All right, so they beat best friends. Um, I was really confused because, like, so the Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, um, both come out of the heel tunnel. So Luchasaurus is definitely a bad guy. And they beat the Varsity Blondes. Now, I remember at one point, MJF was feuding with Jungle Boy. And he beat up Griff's Garrison specifically because he looks like Jungle Boy. I wonder why they didn't take this opportunity to, like, you know, really go deep into the Luchasaurus and be like, and have him, like, have trouble trying to hurt Griff Garrison. Like, maybe have the match finish and whatnot and make it so, like, uh, Luchasaurus has to destroy Griff Garrison. And, like, he can't do that because he sees Jungle Boy. Like, they could have done that. But instead, Jungle Boy just comes out. He's got a chair. And all of a sudden, Luchasaurus is good again. Just like that. Like a magic switch flipped off. It's like, all right, well, I guess I'm done with this. You really give AEW a hard time. Yeah, well, they... They like to give W all their fans like to give WWE shit for things that doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense, you know. And like if it's if a WWE thing happens that doesn't make sense, I'll call it. Like I didn't like what was it J D McDonough and his stupid promo in front of the dummies. Like yeah, man, your shoulder. Yeah, I'm good at doing stuff to shoulders, and your shoulder's not great. Uh, you know. Uh, he he has a giant head. J.D. McDonough's head is enormous. It is such a... It, it, it should be a detriment. It should be a detriment for him. Like, he shouldn't be able to do that high-flying stuff because he's off balance because he has a bobblehead. The guy has a bobblehead. Dude, you shouldn't go around calling people bobbleheads because he could come after you. And his mode of attack would be a headbutt because you think his head is so big. Well, I hope... It doesn't come to that because I don't, I, I don't want a headache like that. Um, um, anyway, so uh, 
I really let's all right, let's talk about it. The freaking barbed wire everywhere match. Which, by the way, the highlight of the barbed wire anywhere match was right before the match, Excalibur has to do a quick promo for HBO's House of the Dragon, which is a prequel to Game of Thrones that involves the Targaryens, which are basically evil elves that do incest. Like, and there's dragons. Like, basically, those are the Targaryens. That's not my business. Whatever. But anyway, he's, like, going through it, and, like, JR's just, like, just look at JR while he's doing that, and then he's like, wow. And then it just cuts it. He's like, I'm all hyped up on... And then it cuts the commercial. It cuts the commercial. But let's get into the absurd. The barbed wire everywhere match. It is the Painmaker Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. And boy, what a contest. Like, I haven't heard... I haven't listened to Cornette's uh, reaction to this because I wanted to do the podcast first. I wanted to do something with, you know, my impressions of it before I went anywhere else, before I heard anything. Um, dude, barbed wire on the microphone? That is so fucking stupid. It's like you're, you're almost saying, yeah, he's going to use this microphone right as soon as he comes in, Eddie Kingston is. And that's what happened. It's like, why, uh, why would you have to gimmick up the microphone? I heard the ring bell had barbed wire on it. And I get it. Barbed wire everywhere. We get it. But it really doesn't have to be everywhere. And it's just certain things that occur. Like, when someone's doing a magic trick, at least in the olden days, it's been a while since... Well, even when I went on the cruise, like, if there's... Like, you see a prop, you know it's going to be used. And listen, I'm not sexist. I'm not comparing Ruby Soho to an inanimate object. However, her being there and the announcer saying she's got the key, she controls the shark cage. You're telling me something's going to happen there. And there you go. Instead of this knockout drag out, and it's like, Oh, yeah, Shark Cage, because it's Shark Week. We get it. By the way, almost every segment had some Shark Week bullshit. And, I, you know, I get it. Like, But you don't have to wear the stupid Shark Week hat. You don't have to put a stupid Shark Week hat on poor Tony Schiavone trying to be a professional whatever he's doing. All right? We don't need that. I, I think you're being a, real, a little negative on this AEW. All right, buddy? Listen, I like AEW because I think more wrestling is good wrestling. But I'm also not going to lie and say everything's great because it's not. And this is an example of I, I, I wasn't into it because, like I said, all the other things. If it was barbed wire everything and it was Jericho and Kingston, and fine, you want Jericho to win and Jericho finds a way to win and that's that, then good. But now... There's still questions. So that means this is still going to go on. And please explain the relationship between Eddie Kingston and Ruby Soho in universe. Like, I understand, like, maybe they're friends or something, but a lot of them are friends there. But why, what's special about this relationship? I don't want to watch a vlog. I don't want to subscribe to somebody's YouTube channel. I don't want to watch it on the Instagram. I don't want no supplemental material. I want it in the fucking show. I want it on TV, all right? That's not a lot to ask, is it? No, no, it really isn't. It's not. You're right. You're right. But I think you should, like, you know, just take it easy. At least she's on TV. Yeah, she's on TV, but now Anna Jay's a bad guy, and kudos to Rich Deriz. Uh I think, like, last week he said, you know, that this might happen, that they might come together. So maybe she'll not be in a dark order. You know, maybe she'll do something. You know, I guess she's with Ty Conti now. Um, that, that's good. But just leave Jungle Boy out of it. He's busy right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I just didn't like all the extra shit. 
Um, the extra stuff could have went, but you know they 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 can't help themselves really. So, uh, Jay Cargo uh, apparently they were in their hometown, uh, uh, out there in Georgia. Um, look, she's still doing it. She's still, you know, undefeated. Hasn't been pinned. Ever at all, and you know, I like what they're doing with her. It's almost like she's got like a, it's like a whole, she's like, like a whole separate universe type thing, where it doesn't, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I care more about Jade Cargill as TBS champion. Like, I'm not even concerned about the women's AEW championship. It's just like it's very interesting because she's like been undefeated for so long. Um, so like. I know Thunder Rosa, she's doing that thing with Tony Storm. And uh, I think Thunder Rosa's a fine. I think she's a good women's champion. I just don't think they're utilizing her uh, as best they can. I think she needs more opponents. And she needs to beat more high-profile people, too, before, you know, the eventual uh, dropping of the belt. Um, so, let's... Let's uh let's let's switch gears here. Um since we, we got through Dynamite, let's do Rampage. See but yes, yeah, you see you, you went to Rampage where we supposed to, we'll do SmackDown after Rampage. Alright. No, how about this? After Rampage, then we'll do Death Before Dishonor and we'll do picks, okay? Alright. Listen. We're doing it we're doing it all the fly here, okay? We're not we're not you know come on guy. Alright, I'm not complaining. So yeah, Rampage was it, it's not even a lot. Um, Hangman and John Silver, you know, they beat Butcher and the Blade. It's like whatever. Okay, great. Um, honestly, if they would have got the Blade his own shirt, like how hard is it to get a shirt that says Blade on it and a shirt that says Butcher? But no, they did Butcher twice. They they didn't even care, so they deserved what you know. But either way, Hangman won the match for them anyway. So honestly. I guess it worked out, right? Uh, Lee Moriarty beat Dante Martin. Uh, you know, great, I guess. Uh, so Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, they they tagged up, and the finish saw like Britt Baker, like at first, like it's like it's like Jamie Hayter was setting up Britt Baker so she could hit the lockjaw on. I think it was. I don't remember if it was Ashley or Sky Blue that got lockjawed, but it was like a weird thing where like J Jamie Hader signals to Britt Baker, right? And then Britt Baker starts to put the glove on. It was basically a it was a longer way to get to the to the lockjaw step. It's like, dude, you're wrestling Ashley and Sky Blue. What's the issue here? You didn't have to do all of that. Save that for, like, you know, a big-name tag team, like Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. Save it for Thunderstorm. You, you, that, that's whack, man. That was whack. That was just long for nothing. Um, Listen, this is... Let me, let me say it again. Jay Lethal, is, it, to me, is severely underutilized. He, he needs to be on AEW Dynamite in... A big feud. Because the man can talk. And the man can wrestle. And talk to me is more important. Like get behind this guy. No yeah you're right. You're right. But they probably won't. You know they, they're wasting their time with all this other stuff. Um. So. That's that. Alright well. Let's do it guys. Let's do it. Uh, hopefully this gets to you guys before the pay-per-view. Um, uh, let me, let, let me just say that, like, um, the, uh, promo that was done, that when FTR came out and, you know, he told that story about his daughter, like, that was some, you know. I I was having I was really confused with these these shirts that said fight like an eight year old girl. I'm like, what does that even mean? It's like, oh wow, like Dax the axe, like his kid was sick. 
you know, like a hole in their heart. But they got through it. Um. So, yeah, I think the FTR is going to beat the Briscoes. So, all right, let's start from the beginning. Um. So, we'll start with Tully Blanchard Enterprises. Uh, it's Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony, which is Jes Jasper Cowden and Toliona. Listen, guys, I'm sorry about names. Rich Riz is the name guy. He's the guy that, like, reads stuff. Um, I can read, but not good. Hey, man, it's cool. Like, just you're doing your best. Just sound it out. All right, cool. I'm going to do that. Um... So, versus Alex Zane, Blake Christian, and Tony Deppin. Uh, this is a pre-show match. Uh, I'm going to go with Tully Blanchard Enterprises because I don't know anybody else. Uh, the Shinobi Shadow Squad, uh, which is Cheeseburger, a.k.a. world-famous CB and Eli Isom, versus Trustbusters. Ari Davari and Slim J. Ari Davari is going to be on uh, AEW. He, he has some um, vignettes there. Or one. He's like a guy. He's got a watch and a phone. That's his gimmick. He's phone and watch guy. Oh, that's kind of cool. I like phones and watches. Yeah. Um, Colt Cabana versus Anthony. Oh, I didn't make a pick. Uh, I'm going to pick Cheeseburger Team. Uh, oh, what you got? What you have for Tully Blanchard Enterprises versus the Gates of Agony? I'm gonna go uh, Tully Blanchard Enterprises because I also don't know the other people. Um, I'm gonna pick. Uh, oh, for the next one, I'll pick uh, Trustbusters because Ari Davari's on there and I know him. All right, uh, I'll take Shinobi Shadow Squad. Uh, all right, what's the next one? Uh, Colt Cabana versus Anthony Henry. Um, I'm going to go with Colt Cabana. What about you? Uh, Colt Cabana. I'll go Colt. All right. Uh, Willow Nightingale. We saw her. Um, she was, she wrestled in the tag team match with, um, Statlander. No, Statlander was bad for big size. So it was her and Athena. Um, Formerly Ember Moon. Uh, all right. Well, I'll pick her. Uh, I'll pick her, too. You even let me read the other person. Oh, okay. Who is it? Uh, Allison Kate. Uh, uh, Willow Nightingale, because I know who she is. All right. Cool. Uh, next is Roosh, which, you, if you read it, it's just Rush in capital letters, uh, versus Dragon Lee. I'm going to say Roosh because that's how Rich would say it. Um, I'm going to go with Roosh, because I know him. What about you? I'm going to go Dragon Lee. Uh, I like Bruce Lee. Uh, I like dragons. That's, uh, that's a good way to pick. Thank you. Okay, um, RLH World Six-Man Championship Match, The Righteous. Versus Dalton Castle and the boys. Oh, I know Dalton Castle. I'm going to pick them. I, I will also pick Dalton Castle and the boys. All right. Um, But that's for a championship, dude. All right. Still, like, I'll, I'll, I'll take that action. All right. I mean, that could be good. All right. So this is for the ROH Pure Championship. And apparently... Um, ROH, Pure Championship, it's not just a name, like, it's got, it, it goes f by, there's, there's rules, there's Pure Championship rules, maybe you should look it up, tell me what it is, um, I, you know, don't, you see me typing, right, alright, I'm just, you know, just, you know, just, just two people talking here, um, look, I don't mean to, alright, so, here it is, Matches for the ROH Pure Championship are conducted under pure wrestling rules as of 2022. The rules are as follows. Uh, it's nine rules. Uh, the first rule is each wrestler has three rope breaks to stop submission holds and pinfalls. 
All right, that's that's fair. After a wrestler exhausts his rope breaks, submission and pin attempts on or under the ropes by his opponent are considered legal. Okay, I kind of I dig that. No closed fist punches to the face permitted. What kind of bitch shit is that? I mean, mostly that's how they do it. In like usually. Open-handed slaps or chops to the face are permitted. So you can slap somebody and chop their face. Like a karate chop? Yeah, yeah, like a karate chop. Or a flare chop to the face. Okay, sure. Uh, punches to the rest of the body are allowed, excluding low blows. All right, that makes sense. You can punch the body, work the body. Uh, the first use of closed fist to the face receives a warning. Uh, there you go. So now you know, like you can do, you you could get off with a warning. So that's gonna come into it. That's a, that's a good strategy to hold on to that. The second use of a closed fist is a DQ. So you gotta be careful. The title can change hands via DQ and countout. So the pure champion Wheeler Yuta has champ has no champion's advantage. The title can change hands via disqualifications and count out. Yeah, yeah. That's, I read that, you know, again. Outside interference will result in automatic termination from the roster for the wrestler that interferes. So, if you interfere, your ass is fired. I That's really good. But what if, like, you're not a wrestler? Like, so who cares? So that's possible. That's, also, that's a thing. So Regal could technically interfere because he's not a wrestler. But maybe he could still be fired. I hope they don't do that because I like the idea of the pure championship. So now I, I care a little bit more about that now. So I'm going to go with Wheeler Yuta. Like, I don't like Daniel Garcia. I see why a lot of people do. But I think Wheeler Yuta is pure championship material. Uh, what do you think? Uh, look, man, I hate to disagree with you, but I think Daniel Garcia is going to win this one. Yeah, I guess he could get help, but I'm going to still stick with Yuta. All right, what's next? Uh, ROH World Television Championship match. Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal. Uh, look, I like Samoa Joe, but I like Jay Lethal more um i think jay lethal should win which sucks because samoa joe should win but jay lethal's gonna win uh what do you think i'm gonna i'm gonna take joe all right so you got samoa joe you got danny garcia and i think you also got the davari team or cheeseburger ah it doesn't matter whatever We'll figure it out later. It's not even for a championship. So, all right. Uh, let's do the next one then. Uh, Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeb. All right. Mercedes Martinez is a champion. Serena Deeb is a challenger. I'm going with Serena Deeb. What about you? Uh, I I'm gonna go with Serena Deeb also. Sounds like a great pick. Cool. Um. All right. ROH World Tag Team Championship match. Two out of three falls. Like you know. FTR, FTR, FTR. All right, cool. Uh, world champion, ROH World Championship match. Jonathan Gresham versus Claudio Castagnoli, FKA Cesaro. I'm a Claudio guy. Um, no offense to Jonathan Gresham, the but I think Claudio should be the ROH World Champion. All right, we're in agreement. All right, good luck, man. But uh, I don't like your chances. I don't like your chances. So, we'll see. Honestly, I, I don't think there's a loser here. I think, uh, you know, either way, it's going to be a good time. So, um, thanks for having me on here. No, hey, no problem, man. You know, it, it's been really great. Um, but we, we're not done yet. We, we still have to talk about SmackDown. This is the SmackDown. This is the first SmackDown with, uh, uh, I believe... Uh, and I left this out on the news. See, this is why Rich is a news guy. You know, Nick Khan, it's Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan are the CEO. Like, they're, they're doing it together as co-CEO. Um, they're saying Pete 
I was going to say Pete Dunn. But Kevin Dunn might be done soon. Like, he's like the number one Vince guy. So uh, that might be the end for him. Um, which, who knows, that might be good. It might be good for business. I think we're finally going to find out, you know, if it's Vince or it's just the way it is. Um, I like the Ludwig Kaiser uh, Shinsuke Nakamura match. Like, Ludwig won, but he still got chopped because he didn't win by himself. And Gunter knows that. Um, they change. I don't know if they changed Jinder Mahal's entrance or Jinder Mahal and Shanky have a new entrance together, but I like the original one better. I like Jinder's music from before. Um, but it was a, it was a Viking Raiders one by count out. Um, I don't know what the deal with like Xavier and his creepy unicorn mask was, but dude, stay away from me. It looks like a movie monster thing. It looks like he should be out, like, hunting down campers or, like, you know, juvenile delinquents at an abandoned amusement park or something, you know. But his weapon of choice is a trombone with, like, a saw attached to the end of it. A trombone saw. Bone saw is ready. Ooh, yeah. That's a Spider-Man reference, guys. That's pretty funny, dude. That's That's pretty good. Come on, man. Come on, guy. Thanks, 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 thanks. I'm just putting you over, bro. Look, it's cool. Rich puts me over, too. You know, I didn't even mention that. Like, why are you even bringing that up? I'm, I'm, listen, let's just stick to what's going on here. All right. Uh, so, Sonya Deville, you know, she's like, hey, Pierce, you're still a jack-off. And he's like, cool, man. You have a match against Raquel Rodriguez, so you might want to do that and then Raquel Rodriguez just drops Sonya Deville and Sonya Deville's all like listen I didn't even know you know what my opponent was going to be I had no preparation this is ridiculous um I like Sonya Deville I'm a fan I've met Sonya Deville and I think she's great um her and Mandy can really do no wrong in my eyes they were they're really cool people um we, they, they took a picture with me um they had to but you know they were really nice about it. Like, Sonya talked to me. You know, I talked to her. I talked to both of them. You know, really cool. Um, anyway. Um, so, Mad Cat Boss and the Street Profits, you know, they had a deal with Theory and the Usos. Uh, they won by DQ, but Brock Lesnar came and killed uh, Theory. Now, there were a lot of people, and I don't know if you were one of those people that the dirt sheets were like, oh, Brock Lesnar left. Brock Lesnar said, if Vince is gone, I'm gone, and he left. Well, guess what? Vin guess what? Brock came out when he at the end and beat the shit out of Theory, which probably was what he was going to do anyway. Now, I've heard that he wasn't, they, that they were probably not going to use Brock, um, that it wasn't definite, but, you know, he came out there, and they tried to uh, compare it to Sasha Banks and, and Naomi. And it's like, People, like, before anything, they're like, oh, if, you know, oh, now, look, they're going to be bad at Brock, they're going to be bad at Sasha and Naomi. It's like, well, let everything, you know, unfold. And Brock was there because he's a professional. Unlike Sasha Banks and Naomi. Look, dude, I know you don't like Sasha Banks. She's a snake, dude. She's a snake. She's a snake. $30,000 per appearance. Hell out of here. She wasn't even good in Mandalorian, man. She, she didn't do nothing. She didn't really do nothing. Yeah, but you kind of have a bias. Like, you just... Come on, dude. She's not going to call you back, all right? Look, I, didn't, I don't even have her number, dude. Like, I'm married, okay? Me too. So, what's your problem? I, I don't know. I'm just saying that, you, you know, you know her and you're being mean. It's like, well, listen. If she wasn't such a snake... We don't have to deal with that. But anyway, that's not the point. I'm trying to, you know, let, let me finish this. All right, all right, all right. All right. I don't know how rich what we, What'd you say? Nothing. I was like, good sunlight. Okay, cool. I didn't sneeze. Well, in case you sneeze later, there's one for later. You can save it. All right. But yeah, Brock Lesnar's a professional, and he's Brock Lesnar. 
All right, Brock Lesnar does what Brock Lesnar wants to do, but he always does business. Um, but that, SmackDown, I really really expecting more. Um, and it turns out that it it looks like it's Maxine Dupree now. Uh, I that they take that LA Knight was written off. She, he's out. LA Knight. Um, why am I calling him LA Knight? Maybe he'll be LA Knight again. Rich Riz is probably really happy about it being LA Knight again. Um, we'll we'll talk to him about that next week when he comes back. If he comes back, I don't know. Maybe he's too busy, um, you know, doing what he's doing, you know, for the basement book of ours. What some champion? Don't worry, guys. By this time next Saturday. I will be on the verge of humiliating him at SummerSlam. Um, but yeah, uh, in regards to SmackDown, I was really expecting more. But I thought the Pat McAfee promo on Corbin after bum-ass Corbin attacked him, I thought it was really good. And I can't wait till he whips his ass. Don't forget, Pat McAfee had, already has a victory over Austin Theory. Like, he beat Theory so bad that he's not Austin Theory anymore. You just Theory. He's just theory now. He beat the Austin out of theory. So remember that. Remember that. Um. So thank God. Thank God Roman's back next week because I was losing faith. I'm wondering what's happening here. Um. We're finally going to get Sheamus versus Drew uh, to you know, for Drew to beat Sheamus and still be the guy that wrestles Roman uh, over overseas there. Uh, Clash at the Castle. Uh, great. Just great. Um, it's going to be a shillelagh match, Sheamus and Drew. Um, great, I guess. But apparently Drew can cut a shillelagh in half. Cut it in twain. With his sword. His fake-ass sword. I can't believe that thing bet the other week. That's crazy. Oh, but yeah. We were talking about uh, the whole maximum mail bottles. Fine. Great. Good riddance. I don't care. Um, as long as we get more monsoir. We're fine here. As long as it's a vehicle for monsoir. To get his hands on championship gold. And it, it's say like LA Knight was rubbing people the wrong way. Is he a close talker for real? And they just don't like that? Like I, I would really like to know. But he was on Twitter. He's like did I miss anything? So who knows what's going on. Um, They might have just changed their mind. Like listen man. You could talk. We'll get you back in the ring. And I'm, I'm here for that. Uh, yeah man me too. All right, well, listen, guys. We're going to wrap it up for the Basement Bookers podcast. Um, I hope you guys, you know, I know Rich wasn't here and it was, you know, less than ideal. Um, I had fun doing this. I hope you guys had fun with this. Um, I'll show some love. Uh, this is when Rich would drop the socials, but he's not here. Rich gone. Jerry here. Um, all right, so uh, we the Basement Booker's Facebook page, uh, we're on there. Um, iTunes, Basement Booker's on is on iTunes, Spotify, freaking Stitcher, uh, and Google Podcasts. Um, basically anywhere you could just Google, you can even Google the Basement Booker's podcast. You can find us that way. Um, and you know, we have Twitter. Uh, I'm at, at Basement Jer. Um, do you have Twitter yet, dude? No, no, but Basement Bookers also has a Twitter account. You can do that one. Um, I see those. Okay, cool. So, at Rich Deriz for Rich. Uh, let him know how disappointed you are in him as a champion for not even bothering to show up. Um, really, it's not his fault. You know, he's a good guy. He, you know, he, he, sometimes you got to reschedule. Uh, we love him. Um, because the match of life is scheduled for one fall. Um, and don't forget, uh, basementbookers at Gmail. Um, seriously, though, if you want, like, basementbookers at Gmail, uh, subject line, 
uh, fan questions. Um, if you want, we'll read it on air. Uh, maybe it'll start a little discussion. Anything you want to hear about. Um, so this is when I do my thing. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. And then Rich would say, so do what the man says. And then I say, follow the booker.